0: This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Good morning, Canada. Welcome to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up our year in review specials today with part 3 my favorite of our annual year review specials cuz this is where we start handing out some hardware on our comebacks of the year and moments of the year and disappointments of the year and also predictions for 2019 and I have to go right off the bat guys and say that this is very hard today to not make it the Tiger Woods show i did <laughs> i did as good as i could to not make this the Tiger Woods show but uh at the end of the day, I kn- I know he's going to pop in in here, and I know we're going to get to it. Of course, Mark Zucchino with you with Bob Weeks and and Adam Scully. And Scully, let's start with you. Yeah. And our first topic today, our first piece of hardware we're handing out today is the moment of the year for you, or moments of the year for you. And uh, I'm curious to see, as a big Tiger fan, as a guy who is really kind of looking forward to a season, I'm wondering if you... Uh, if you stayed down that path, or you went off the board, so to speak.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously Tiger was a huge part of my my moments of the year. I compiled a few. Uh, talk Tiger walking up the 18th fairway at the Tour Championship. That was pretty spectacular with all the fans around him. And and uh, as Tiger said after, he almost broke down in tears just because it was such a cool moment. Uh, and and obviously going on to win that tournament after all he's been through was uh, simply sensational. Uh, hard to ignore Brooke Henderson as well winning on home soil. That that was. That was awesome. And a highlight for me was actually Bob watching your interview on SportsCenter like minutes after, and just the raw emotion that came out of that was just, it was, it, it gives me goosebumps right now talking about it. Like it was such an emotional moment, given how uh, all she's been through. Um, so those are two of my moments. I'll, I'll give you some moments uh, later in the segment as well.
1: Are, are you sure it's not the Weeksy reference? <laughs> Bobby, 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 I mean, Bobby, 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 <laughs> yes. Bobby, what are your moments in the year? Uh,
3: well, certainly that Brooke Henderson one was, would be at the top of my list, and, and um, just taking it back when Adam was talking about the final shot, and walking up 18 for Tiger Woods, the final shot for Brooke was pretty remarkable. When I see, look back, and, and they basically let the crowd fill in behind like they did at, uh, at at the Tour Championship, and as she was standing over the ball, she absolutely nuked her drive. She hit it over 300 yards, I think, or something mm-hmm, like that with mm-hmm. the roll, and as she's sending over this shot to hit her second shot into the green, there's a, a massive crowd all the way around her, 360 degrees, and these flock of Canadian geese fly over <laughs> over top of her. I thought, man, this is like on cue. It was, uh, but that was a pretty cool moment. That kind of up there for me personally as a journalist is one of the uh, one of those. Um, you know, y- I, I'm you glad there. I was there. It's like yeah. Mike Weir winning the year Canada yeah. Championship, Mike Weir winning the Masters, Stephen yeah. Ames winning the Players Championship. Ranks right up there with those. Uh, I had a couple other ones, though. I had um, uh, Dustin Johnson winning the RBC Canadian Open in the, in the Farewell for Glen Abbey, which yeah. I think was a kind of a cool way to yeah. go out. You have the number one player in the world. and pretty much dominated the golf course that day. And then one that's just a little bit off the radar was Jack Nicholas's grandson making a whole one oh, yeah. on yeah. the Par 3 contest. And to see how excited that made <laughs> Jack Nicklaus, that was pretty cool, too.
1: You know, I'm going to take a different angle on this because I think, if for me, moment of the year— is really there's two and there's nothing else. If you're really saying what were the biggest moments of the year, when we look back as Canadians on 2018, Brooke Henderson winning on Canadian soil mm. and Tiger Woods winning at Eastlake and those the images of, of those two right. Sundays... Uh, I don't like. I don't even think you can have a conversation. That th- sure. th- those are the two biggest. Mm-hmm. But I- I'll kind of go back to, to smaller moments in time. Yeah. Because the year is so big, right? And the year the it, it, we get, you know, the gun goes off and and we just start running and I, it, it start it starts to almost run you. I said that to somebody this year. I said, they said, Mark, you know, you've been traveling a lot. You guys are all over the place. You're like uh, moving parts. Uh, You know, constantly going, 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 you know, what's going, you know, are you on top of it kind of thing? And I remember saying in the summer going, you know, for the first time in a long time, I feel like the shows are running me, that I'm no longer (laughs) operating the shows, right? But when I close my eyes and I think about the year, I'll think about Dustin Johnson almost acing a par four at Kapalua, standing there, watching someone almost with a 400-yard, roughly, ace. I'll think a Tiger swing at Bay Hill on 16 Mm -hmm. when it was, okay, you know, he had an opportunity to win at Valspar. We were kind of all still excited about kind of what happened at Valspar and thinking, oh, maybe this is real. And then, bang, he's back on the scene at Bay Hill. And I remember that feeling in my stomach, watching that ball, watching that double cross, right? Trying to hit that big swinging cut and flying that fence and just going, wow, we're a lot further away. (laughs) We're a lot further away from a Tiger win than what we think. Boy, was I wrong, right? It was just a moment in time, but Mm -hmm. you put so much weight into the last thing you saw, right? The last thing you saw is always the greatest and always the worst, right? Uh, That's an image. You know, Phil Mickelson winning in Mexico, was a big deal as a big Phil fan, knowing what, you know, he's kind of gone through the last few years, the amount of work he's put in a win list since the uh, 13 open championship. It's okay. ridiculous drought. You know that, that will certainly stick in my mind. The feeling of the USGA <laughs> destroying Shinnecock on Sunday, my second favorite U.S. Open venue. And I'm sure we'll get into the USGA a little bit later on in the show. So certain moments in time, I think, I can't get, I can't really get out of my brain yeah. when I close my eyes and I think of uh, 2018. But from just uh, an actual moment themselves, to say those are the two iconic moments of the calendar year of 2018, it's Brooke. Uh, it's Brooke on Canadian soil and it's Tiger at the Tour Championship
2: Yeah, and you mentioned Mexico there and, and there was another great moment from that tournament Justin Thomas on Sunday 18th fairway, he's got a wedge in his hand he's two shots off the lead he's a couple holes ahead of Phil Mickelson what, what does he do? He holes it he holes it for Eagle and eventually there's a playoff between Phil and Justin Thomas and obviously Phil went on to win but there was a great moment that the Mikes picked up uh, they, they picked up Justin Thomas' reaction when he yelled, come on baby Let's go! And there was a big high right. five with him and his yeah. caddy. That was spectacular, uh, Bob. You mentioned the Canadian Open uh, with uh, Dustin Johnson and standing right by the green, and the, all the fans chanting DJ, DJ, DJ. It's it's. It felt like you were in a hockey rink. You know, yeah, it was it, it was one of the moments that all we brought always, that
1: Canadiana. Yeah, that Sunday. For yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. And, right. and let's go DJ.
2: Yeah, let's go DJ. And, and that was going on the you know throughout the day. And another moment for Tiger, which I mentioned in a, in a previous. A year in review show was the moment when he had the solo lead at the Open Championship on Sunday. It was only for a 15 or 20 minute span, but Twitter lost its mind. I was in the Sports Center newsroom. People were running around, mm-hmm. casual sports fans running around, you know, adjusting. A uh, producer was adjusting the show, you know, in case Tiger wins, we're going to have. Thirty minutes on Tiger. Here's the comeback. Here's bo- three essays that Bob's done on Tiger. Unfortunately, he didn't win, of course. But, <laughs> but but it was but it but that was a moment where you think, holy crap, this is actually going to happen. He's going <laughs> to win. Sorry, Bob. The best major. work's always left on the, on the <laughs> cutting room That's floor, right? right? But, so. but so many good memories. This. I year.
3: mean, I can tell you another moment that stood out that I had on my list here, and it didn't really stand out for how great it was, but more how shocking it was, and that was Phil Mickelson hitting a moving ball at the yep. U.S. Open. Yes. To yes. me, that that stood out as a glaring moment in in this calendar year, and something that I I just still can't f- try to understand or head, make sense of. It. You know, yeah. it was just unbelievable. And then sitting around afterwards, waiting for him to comment on it, which he didn't. Um, it was oh, yeah. I, I mean, he did. It eventually, was he eventually, did later, but that was a bizarre moment. Of the and year, I'm curious,
1: sure. and uh, I, we should let our listening audience know that. Uh, Adam, Bob, and I, obviously we talk all the time, but we did not talk about this. No. Um, we, we are finding out what each other's moments of the yep. years are and disappointments of the year and things like that as we roll into this show. So I'm sure, and uh, I'd be shocked, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to be wrong, but I thought we might hear that Phil Mickelson come up in Winner's hmm. Weird and What later. Now, yeah. it's not me. Oh. It's not me. Oh. But I'm curious. I thought one of you two gentlemen might have that in the Winner's Weird and What of the year. Now, I'm going to hijack this just for a second, gentlemen, Please. because we are going to talk about performance of the year uh, later on in the show, and we're going to talk about it from from a, a round or, or a week or both. Like, give your performances a year. But what we are not going to outline is shot of the year. And I'm going to give you a shot of the year for the wrong reasons, not shot of the year in terms of it's the best shot I've seen hit all year because these guys are so good. Almost every week on the PGA Tour, you can go week in and week out and isolate a golf shot that you scratch your head and you go, I don't know how that guy hits that shot, right? Uh, Tiger Woods, you just put it in my head at the Open Championship there, Scully, Mm -hmm. and you brought me back as talking about those moments. The decision for his third shot At the 11th hole, when he had the lead at the Open Championship, and he had that side hill lie, out of the hay, pot bunker between him and the hole location, only about 10 10 feet of green to work with, running downhill the hole, and he tried a giant Mickelson-esque flop shot. He went for the go for broke, kind of got it underneath a little semi-chunk, slid the club face underneath, goes on to make... Double mm-hmm. to me, that's the shot of the year in the sense that if he takes his medicine there, if he just you know takes a, a sand wedge, a gap wedge, something a little bit more squared up, pops it a le- left of the bunker, doesn't take on the whole location, runs it 20 25 feet by, you know, he's going to miss the par putt mm-hmm. and he or he makes it if it's bonus and he taps in for bogey. The double bogey, that shot, that the, the attempt at that heroic shot, in, in a way. You know, kind of change the really change the outcome of, of of the rest of the year. That was his at that point to win or lose. Not suggesting Molinari wasn't brilliant, he was absolutely brilliant. But if Tiger makes bogey at, at, at worse at 11 on Sunday yeah. at Carnoustie, he might be winning that open championship.
2: Yeah, it was certainly, you know, hindsight's obviously 2020 20, and coulda, woulda, shoulda is, is a big part of the, of the golf. Game. Uh, one other moment from Tiger at that Open Championship. How about that tee shot on 18 on Sunday mm. when a fan yelled in his backswing, and yes. you could clearly hear it. But that was almost the ultimate twist face Taylor Made twist face commercial because the ball was just off the fairway, right? You know, right? <laughs> it, it held it, it. held its line, and right. uh, but you could clearly uh, hear the fan yell in Tiger's backswing, and and he still managed to pull a shot off. But you never, you don't quite, you don't often uh, see him react to a, a fan yelling, and you could you could hear him say, "Oh, come on! What are you doing?" And right. The ball st- stayed in play. Stay in Unfortunately, play. didn't make birdie. The, but
3: going back to your your discussion about the 11th hole, Mark, I think too that to me showed me right there that maybe Tiger Woods wasn't mentally all the way back. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he would have made that same decision to play that shot because it was a really it was a low percentage oh. shot. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I'm saying. So you're right, Bob, because it, later on the last piece of the puzzle when the time we got to East Lake, the last piece of the puzzle was really because he was putting the ball in the fairway. The last piece of the puzzle by the time we got to Sunday was mentally could he cross the finish line to, yeah. bo- to Bob's yeah. point? And we had to wait until all the way till September to the tour championship to see the completion of the comeback, to see every piece fall into p- place. And you're right, Bob. I think if we're s- next July, if we're standing there, and we're in the same situation, and Tigers got the same shot. I bet you makes a different decision, a better yeah. decision, yeah, to mm-hmm, your exactly. point. Mm-hmm. All right, we got lots to get to. We're going to have winners, weird and what of the year, predictions, disappointment, performance, surprises, comeback, breakout. We'll get into it today. Year in review special, part three. Coming up next, we gave you the highs. What about the lows? What about the disappointments of 2018? We'll talk it next. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X golf ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit taylormadegolf.ca to switch today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to GTC Year Review Part 3 as we wind up the year that was 2018. Zacchino Weeks, Scully in studio with you. We just talked our favorite moments of the year or the moments that were burnt into our memory from the past calendar season of the world of golf. And there's always the flip side of that coin in terms of disappointments, maybe things we were anticipating or things that we wanted to happen that didn't come to fruition, uh, or potentially even more moments like Bob alluded to in the first segment of Phil Mickelson being, yeah, that's a moment, but it's a moment for all the wrong
3: reasons. <laughs> exactly,
1: uh, Bob. In terms of disappointments, man, I, you know, I got to say the cup was, you know, full in 2018 with Tiger and Brooke and Brooks Kepka winning two majors, and Molinari's performance. There was a lot to cheer about. But there's a few disappointments as well, especially from a Canadian perspective.
3: Well, there were certainly. And, and I, uh, I left the overall general one that I think somebody else will probably bring up. But the two, the two that came to me, the two disappointments, uh, one was the setup at Shinnecock, just how that destroyed what could have been such a brilliant golf championship, and the USGA once again raising its ugly... Head and you know, ruining what could have been a really good tournament for all the wrong reasons, of course, just setting it up who knows why. So, that one is a pretty obvious one. The one, the other one that for me, though, was, was Graham Dillette's back, and that oh, yeah. to me is such a disappointing point because this is a guy I think who has just got so much talent and just wants to play golf. So, he went and had um, a very, I don't know if you call it radical, but it's it's an, a, a little bit unproven although some people have had great success with stem cell surgery or stem cell injections into his back. And he was hoping to be able to play, and that would recover his back and give him full health again, not only just to play, but just to live life. And unfortunately, not only did it not help, but it actually made things worse. And shortly after they came to that decision, which was in sort of July, um, essentially he went back and had another microdiscectomy. So we're hoping that Graham will be... On the men at some point, but I would be surprised if he plays again in 2019. So that's a huge disappointment, obviously for Graham, but also for Canadian golf fans.
1: Yeah, that was a huge oh. disappointment, obviously, because we just you know we want to see a we want to see what Graham Dalit can do with a, a full healthy season on the PG Jackson. Tour, and we don't know what that is. It's right. been years since we've even seen anything close to it. Skulls.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I had a few for sure. Obviously, Adam Hadwin not winning um, yeah. after the year he had uh, was was disappointing. Um, Jordan Spieth. Missing the Tour Championship, outside the world's top ten for the first time in a number of years. Uh, some putting issues. Mm. Some major issues, especially inside five to six feet. That You know, we, we said a couple of times it could be the yips. It was, it was ugly no, to watch. No, it was the yips. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it was ugly but to there, watch. Yeah. And and the moments where he had a chance to break through the Open Championship. Sunday. Mm. Shooting 76. Yep. And dropping out of the lead. He was in I a believe three-way... the technical term
1: for that, Adam, is...
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was certainly one uh obviously the US Ryder Cup team. Uh you know there was so much hype about around that Ryder Cup it was going to be the best Ryder Cup ever. The US is going to potentially run away with this thing because their team is so strong and then they go and lay an egg uh in Europe. Obviously the Europeans played better which is the name of the game. But the U.S. just didn't have their A-game. Uh, Patrick Reed obviously was abysmal. Getting him a little later in my surprises of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil, Phil with you know iron off the tee on a par five hit into the into the drink. Tiger just looked absolutely exhausted. I don't blame him. He had a, he had a long year. Dustin Johnson was awful. Ricky Fowler for the most part was terrible. Uh, so that's another one. And lastly, Rory McElroy on Sunday. At, at Augusta National, shooting yeah. two over 74. 74,
1: getting lapped by Patrick Reed.
2: And you know, only four players that day had a higher score than Rory McElroy. Four players. And it all started. On that first tee shot, a pop up into the right trees, a miss short birdie putt on two, a miss par putt on three, and then it was off to the races for Rory McIlroy in the worst case possible.
1: I don't disagree with it. both of you gentlemen. Kind of nailed the the hit the nail on the head in in, in this entire category. Uh, mm-hmm. I had everything you guys have outlined. I had written down on my on my scrapbook of things that disappointed me and upset me uh, to add to your Rory. Uh, you know, the fact that he had to wait till the playoffs to take a week off because he thought he needed to work on his wedge play. (laughs) Rory, it's been three years that you've needed to work on your wedge play, okay? Um, You know, he had the win at Bay Hill. What he had was a hot nine holes. Mm -hmm. If you take away those nine holes at Bay Hill, the back nine at Bay Hill on Sunday— what are we talking about right now with disappointments from Rory McIlroy? It was just a, another for a man of that, and, and people like beat me up all the time. Oh, like, you, you don't like Rory? Yeah. I love Rory. You gotta open your ears when I say this. I love Rory. My expectations for him are much higher, and they should be. He should have those same expectations for himself as well. Winning once in the Florida swing does not make a year for Rory McIlroy on the PGA Tour. Okay, he's better than that. Uh, I'll add one that you guys maybe didn't touch on mm-hmm. uh, Sergio Garcia. Now, oh, yeah. he is uh, warmed up late, uh, as of late. Uh, a great Ryder Cup, uh, and then winning his third in a row at Valderrama on the European Tour. But it goes to show once again that if Sergio cares, if he gives a fly in, you know what, <laughs> he shows Sergio's there. He But getting Sergio to care. It's really difficult with a baby and a wife and a green jacket, and, you know, he's tiptoeing through the tulips. And we were all anticipating this giant weight to be lifted off of Sergio Garcia, and he was going to take the ball now and run with it. And, you know, okay, he's got the monkey off the back. He's one of the best ball strikers in the game. He's playing with house money, right? That was the thing. Hasn't happened. Hasn't happened, Mm -hmm. but I will say this, hands down, without a doubt for me, if you had me point at one thing and isolate what the greatest disappointment of the year is for me, it's Jordan Spieth. I think, Adam, I think it's, you know, with all due respect to our Canadians, because obviously we cheer for them all the time, and it's not just Adam Hadwin not winning. Corey Connors coming close, not getting it mm-hmm. done. Nick Taylor and Mac Hughes not being able to get their second win under their belts. There was a lot of Canadian disappointments. But for me, from a global perspective, if we take it outside of Canada, from a global perspective, Jordan Spieth goes winless. Jordan Spieth gags at the Open Championship. Jordan Speeth again, for the second year in a row, fights the yips. Okay, he has full-blown yips this year, okay? Uh, Jordan Speeth outside the top 10 in the world. Jordan Speeth not at the tour championship. For me, uh, you know, he is clearly one of the top five players in the world. And when he's got the six inches between the ears going and the putter going, I don't think there's anybody that can beat him, even though those other players have better natural mm-hmm. gifts. Boy, that was a train wreck, guys. For me, a total, total train
2: wreck. Yeah, on, on on the plus side, I will say for Jordan Spieth, his Ryder Cup performance, aside from the singles with his with his buddy Justin Thomas, was pretty darn good. He, as as we've we've seen in the past, he can you know flick a switch and he has the A game. But right. you know, on the singles, he was abysmal.
1: And he did <laughs> and he did contend in majors. Yeah, right, he had a chance at Augusta with yeah. a backdoor on Sunday. He had a chance at the Open Championship. But you know what? When you're Jordan Spieth. Having ch- no, it's all about W's. I same argument, I would apply to Rory McElroy. All right, with
3: higher standard,
1: higher standard. On the other side, we will talk surprise of the year. What caught us off guard the most in 2018? This is our year in review, part three on GTC.
0: This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Moto Motocaddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit JPSMGolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to GTC Year in Review Part 3. Zucchino, Weeks, Scully, as we wrap up our Year in Review specials here on Golf Talk Canada Radio. And uh, we've hit on a lot of points, and a few things caught us off guard, I'm sure, in 2018. Um, let's talk surprises of the year. And th- this could be done many different ways in terms of surprises over the whole storyline of the year, uh, single things that, that kind of came out of the world of golf, moments in time, like Bob, Bob referenced uh, off the top of the show with Mickelson and that, that, that brain fart on the green <laughs> at Shinnecock. <laughs> Uh, One of the biggest for me, guys, I'll just throw this out there because, you know, there's a few of them that we could go to. But one of the biggest for me is the rapid incline of progress of Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. To see the improvement at that pace, even though we're more than likely, and with all due respect to Jack Nicklaus and Ben Hogan and Bobby Jones, more than likely discussing the greatest player In the history of the game, if you were to say, you know, take the five best years of anyone's career and just match that up against anyone else in history, I'll take Tiger's five against anybody Mm -hmm. else's five. With all due respect to the previously mentioned, Uh, the only player in modern day history to have all four trophies on his mantle at the same time. uh, You know, obviously excluding Bobby Jones, not modern day, but, uh, you know, to me, it's Tiger. And to watch from a guy from what he's come from, and, and forget about the comeback, about all the emotional stuff that I've outlined time and time again. Let's just look at this from a from a golf perspective. Couldn't put the ball in the fairway. Was uh, had a revolving door of putters, okay? Which for the first time in his career, guys. By the way, a revolving door of putters. Mm-hmm. Couldn't put the ball in the fairway. Couldn't chip. Couldn't pot. He had the, he had the he had the the chipping yips, skulls and shanks on national TV on the previous comeback yeah. to this one. Okay, and then watch the rapid uh, incline to the player he is now, 13th in the world, starting outside the top uh, 1,000 in the world at the Hero World Challenge a year ago Mm -hmm. to now 13th in the world, and to be maybe the best iron player in the game, one of the greatest scramblers in the game, and now the final piece other than the mental piece that Bob was referring to and I've been referring to all year, which I thought was the hardest piece to mine, the second hardest piece, finding a soft, shot that still goes 300 yards and finds the fairway to me guys that was a shocking surprise I, i i'm with bob in the sense that i'm not surprised tiger's back and playing golf and being relevant i'm shocked that tiger is back playing golf and is beyond relevant and is trending towards top person in the world top player in the world top three player in the world that's what's shocking to me
3: yeah i think it's you're right it's the speed with which he got back to world class level um I I had two, and one fits into you, the categories you mentioned. They both fit into the categories you mentioned, Mark. One was sort of over the course of the year, and one was a tournament, one tournament. And this guy who won a tournament this year on the PGA Tour flirted with a 59, ended up shooting a 62, and then held on to shoot, I think, 69 on Sunday to hold off Jason Day, um, Ches Reevy, and Dustin Johnson down the stretch. And it's none other... Than Ted Potter Jr. (laughs) Yeah, baby, the crafty lefty, (laughs) crafty lefty. (laughs) This is a guy who has been the very definition of journeyman. He wasn't on. He played two PGA Tour events the year before. Two the year before that has basically been a career nationwide slash Web.com tour player, and he comes out of nowhere, absolutely nowhere. And gets himself his second PGA Tour win, uh, the first one coming back in 2012. And I thought that was a really cool story for the crafty left-hander, nicknamed the Wizard.
1: Well, hold on, before before you move on to your next story, I got to tell you, you think you're surprised? We were all we had a production meeting on Saturday night, which we very rarely do on PGA Tour radio, and it's like we're looking at all the names in the mix. There's only three of us on the ground for the broadcast. Who's going with who? And all these names that you're referring to. Okay, well, you know, you go with Bill, Ted Potter Jr. at least to start. We have to have somebody with the final group or or where to at least start the broadcast. Yeah. But you know, be by the time we get to the third, fourth hole, expect to move, right? Uh-uh.
3: Uh-uh.
2: He held together. I mean, it was Everybody
1: amazing was Remember, surprised,
3: and then the one day he had that bladed chip that went oh, into yeah. the hole, yeah. I mean, was just, <laughs> yeah. everything just went perfectly yeah. for Ted Potter That's Jr. Fantastic. Lovable guy, by the way, has a good Canadian connection uh, with some some fans up here that he uh, who backed him for a little while, so and one of his coaches up here. So really nice to see uh, to see him get that win. The other one was a guy who disappointed me over the course of the season because I was expecting a lot more, and that's Hideki Matsuyama. Mm. I kind of thought this guy would have a breakout. I thought this guy would play, and it wasn't a horrible year, and he had lots of injuries, still has some recent injuries. Actually, he had to pull out of CIMB, but I mean, I just thought this was going to be a bigger year for Hideki Matsuyama after coming so close at... Uh, at uh, uh, last year at the PGA Championship I thought he might actually break through but um back to the uh back to the drawing board for you Hideki for next so year It's so funny
1: you bring that name up Bob. We are now into three parts of the year in review and we've talked about all the highs all the lows all the sort and that name never mm-hmm. entered my brain. Amazing. Think huh? about it. that's amazing that uh, uh, the way you just brought that up now I just went I completely forgot <laughs> about it and to go back to where he was and, and when we were uh, not this year's Hero World Challenge, it go back to the Hero World Challenge of 2017. Uh, no, sorry, 2016, 16. and off season. And we were looking at Hideki and JT going, who's going to be number one in the world, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where did it happen?
3: It's crazy. I don't know. It's long gone.
2: Yeah, and and, and he's had some injury issues, and, and it's changing his, you know, a bunch of drivers in the bag, and his putter's always a, putter's always a question mark. Always an issue, right? right? Mark. Yeah. But a huge surprise uh, for sure. How about Brooks Kepko winning two majors? That was a huge surprise to see that happen. Um, not, I mean, obviously, he won the U.S. Open kind of out of nowhere at Aaron Hills. And then to go out and win in the way he did, especially after missing the first three months with wrist surgery and not sure if he'd ever play golf again. And then he goes on to win two majors and getting to number one in the world. That was pretty big. How about Pat and Kazire winning two times at the start of the year? Yeah, yeah. baby. And then disappearing. And then completely <laughs> going off. I remember he played uh, t- the opening two rounds with Tiger at an event and it was just awful. And that was about a month after he won his first two. And that was sort of thing. How is this happening? Like you at the start of the year, you think, Pat and Kazire, Ryder Cup team, it's uh, almost, uh, is it going to happen? And then he completely goes off the map. And
1: Well, I got you hold on here, Scully, because you're missing a huge theme here oh, with boy. Pat and Kazire. OHL Classic Mayakoba, oh, Pat no. Kazire's first win of the season. Yours truly,
0: oh. called Pat and Kazire. Oh. Pat
1: Kazire's second win, just a couple of months later, the Sony Open in Hawaii. That's the Honolulu event where I thought I was going to die in the missile Oh, attack, yes, right. right. Yes. right. Uh, Pat Kazire's second win of the year, yours truly, calls Pat and Kazire. The moral of this story is... Zucchino and Kazire are a winning team. Kazire (laughs) without Zucchino?
2: No bueno. He
1: (laughs)
3: might might
2: send the net jets for you next (laughs) week. I'll bring you down there. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Another moment that I was actually quite surprised with, and this is more of a lighthearted moment, uh, Phil Mickelson's flexibility. Yes! All All of those videos... Who would have thunk it that Phil Mickelson can do a roundhouse kick over so many different people? Uh, that was pretty crazy to
1: me. Well, we use that as a weird on television as oh, yeah. well. Because you know, after our Ryder Cup, I said, you can do scissor kicks, kicks, you can do this, you can do that. You have the flexibility of a 21-year-old gymnast, <laughs> but you can't hit a four-iron in a fairway, right? <laughs> like... There's something seriously wrong here. I'll I'll give you a few surprises for me. I know the schedule. I'm going to talk a little bit about the PGA Tour schedule a little later in the show because I think there's way more wins in the PGA Tour schedule than there is losses. But one of the surprises for me is is we've seen our last Bridgestone Invitational at Firestone, an event that really became. Much bigger than ever originally imagined when, obviously, it became a World Golf Championship event, but then, you know, when Tiger puts his fingerprint on something, when Tiger wins, you know, seven, eight times at a facility like Memorial, like Firestone, like Arnold Palmer, like Torrey Pines... It almost elevates the importance of the event when it becomes one of Tiger's backyard when when the most dominant players do well there. It's like anytime Jack had success at at an event, it it became bigger, you know. And uh, it's sad. I think it's sad that we've seen the last of uh, the. Now I know it's going to have an affiliation now with the Champions Tour. I I get that. No disrespect to the Champions Tour, but the the fact that the Bridgestone Invitational is no longer a WGC. And uh, we're going to lose that tournament on the schedule. And uh, you got to look. There's a lot of wins in the schedule that I will talk about, especially from a major perspective. However, uh, we said goodbye to Doral for you know po- mainly I'm going to say political reasons. We said goodbye to Bridgestone Invitational at Firestone Congressional. Not on the uh, on the schedule for next year. So. Uh, there are some great venues that we did lose along the way. So, uh, yeah, and, and before we wrap up, uh, surprises and uh, and whatnot, where Where we going next, Scully? I, I, I'm We're going on a
2: single day week performance. Uh, before we get
1: into the performances, yes, of the year. Uh, any, any anything else popping to mind? Perform uh, surprises of the year. Before we let this one uh, die.
2: Yeah, I, I've got. Uh, I mean, uh, Patrick Reed at the at the Ryder Cup. Uh, I yeah. mentioned in the last segment how the whole team was just a debacle. But Patrick Reed, in general. Uh, especially, you know, that's... Now, that, I'll tell you this. Yeah. Let me ask
1: you a question before we wrap this up to both of you. Before we wrap the segment up. Patrick Reed at the Ryder Cup. Knowing what we know about Patrick Reed, knowing the interactions we've had with Patrick Reed, are you surprised at his performance inside the ropes? Or are you... Per- surprise with his what he did outside the ropes when it ended. Because knowing what I know about Patrick Reed, what shocks me from a surprise standpoint, the category that we're in, is how he played.
2: But what doesn't
1: surprise me is his public reaction to this after the way he played. That part doesn't surprise me at all. It upsets me. It scratches my head about the U.S. team as a whole. But it doesn't surprise me about Patrick Reed. His play
3: shocks me. Funny because I'm almost the other way. I'm almost like not so surprised about Patrick Reed's play because I think you saw it trending last Mm -hmm. year where he was really starting to play some good golf. Now, maybe it's getting a major at the Masters might be a little bit more extreme, but you see the lengths he went to uh, in the preparation for that. Maybe there's something to that. But I'm surprised because I thought maybe he had learned his lesson about kind of towing the line a little bit and clamming up. Um, You know, at the President's Cup when Tiger took him under his wing in terms of the pod. Uh, system that they used he kind of was on board so you now thought of course maybe it's,
1: stri- changes absolutely and I, th-
3: I saw throughout the time when I was on tour this year trying to make an effort nice trying to be friendly trying to laugh more at press conferences and being a little bit more engaging um but everything kind of reverted back to yeah, to, whatever happened. doesn't change I guess it's, it's spots. okay when you're winning right I guess that's what it is
1: Scully I, I are you more surprised with the play inside the ropes at the Ryder Cup you know I thought that you know was more shocking to me is that he was so bad for those three days versus you know him going reverting back to what I would refer to as his natural instinct, which is to um, get the claws out.
2: Yeah, I was absolutely shocked by, by what I saw performance wise. We saw him miss it both ways. We saw audible F bombs. We saw him <laughs> not breaking 80 playing with Tiger Woods on Saturday morning. Even his the first approach shot he hit. Friday morning it's it's you know 8:15 in France very early uh Tiger puts him in the fairway uh in, in the alternate shot and and Reed hits it 10 15 yards short he chunks a wedge into the water and you think from there what is this week going to be for him and he always said that you know playing uh with a partner uh, playing with Jordan Speeth he he still wanted to beat Jordan Speeth but they were still partners and that's what made them good and Obviously, it just didn't work out for Patrick Reed this time around. And as we said in, in past shows, it's going to be tough for him to make a Ryder Cup team if he doesn't qualify on points because he's almost burned that bridge mm-hmm. you know, with, with, uh, with this uh, group of It'll U.S. Ryder Cup be interesting Ryder to Cup see captains.
1: what happens. Like, I know he's got the major points under his belt still from last year's green yeah. jacket, but it's going to be interesting to see if he falls into that top eight or not at the President's Cup, what happens yep. later this year in Australia. On the other side, will Patrick Reed make performance of the year? We're going to talk performance of the year. Week, day, etc. Who made the list? This is GTC.
0: This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, was brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit JPSMGolf.com This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to
1: GTC Year in Review Special Part 3 of our three-part series as we wrap up the year that is and was 2018. And we're at performance of the year, guys, and we we were able to break this down into a couple categories. Uh, A single-day performance, a uh, week performance. Uh, You could go many different ways. You didn't have to go any particular way. We kind of left it open and up to you because we wanted to hear uh, what crossed in your mind? What popped into your mind? Scully, uh, let's start with you. In terms of performance of the year, wh- wh- where'd you go? What road did you go down, and uh, who made the list?
2: Well, I mean, for me, obviously, performance of the year. Uh, right off the top is, is Brooke Henderson, the way she played at the CP Women's Open, to win by four shots. Uh, You know, to to go down the stretch the way she did, especially when the weather wasn't so good. She kept making birdies on top of her playing competitors to go out and win by four. We've we've mentioned her tee shot on the 18th hole, blasting it over 300 yards when the pressure was really on and to hit a wedge within four feet. Uh, Simply spectacular. Mark, you also mentioned this other one uh, a little earlier in the show. Just a single, it was probably even the shot of the year, which we'll see on our Golf Talk Canada Year in Review TV special. Plug. Plug. Uh, was was which you can see around Christmas time, by the way, on uh, TSN one three four five. Um, was uh, was Dustin Johnson's tee shot in Hawaii mm. four hundred thirty three yards. Brandel Chamblee called it the best shot of all time. I'm not sure if we're quite there yet. Uh, if it goes
1: in, it uh, might be. Yeah, because he's actually. I'm standing there behind the green, and my producer's in my ear, who, who's also picking up in the studio in DC, picking up the TV feed, right? And he's telling me in my ear that you know. Dustin and his brother are actually trying to pick a line here to, to hit to treat, treat this like a par three. You know, it's three eighty something, three ninety. I might even be over 400, 405. And they're like, "Okay, you got to hit it off, you know, off the edge of the hill at the TV tower. Little cut should funnel down the left side, bleed towards the flag. We can sneak this up to the hole almost. That's almost the conversation they're having from four hundred yards. If that thing goes in, and that was the week at
2: Kapalua. It was insane. It was it was utter domination for Dustin uh, Johnson. Sixty nine, sixty eight, sixty six, sixty five. Uh, it was just it was quite a start to the year, and another great. Uh, twist face moment as well. Ah, like, near hole yes, four hundred thirty three yards. Uh, that was one of them. I'll, I'll give you some a little a little later as well.
1: Bob, what for you in terms of
3: performance? Well, I actually took sort of a, a different again, which is <laughs> Pretty,
1: why why we leave these open. Yeah, though, yeah, right? exactly, so, exactly makes for much better radio than us picking exactly so, all the same things. So all day. my
3: my performance of the year actually is kind of in two parts, but it basically is the first round of the Masters this year. Uh-huh. And it's why I'm so impressed by this round. It was because of what happened at the Par 3 contest. Ah, uh, yes. When Tony Finau makes the hole-in-one. Oh, boy, yes. Runs around, his ankle pops out, and then he comes out the next day, and he's like, nothing ever happened. I mm-hmm. mean, it was just an amazing day, an amazing week, to see him finish top 10 at the Masters after dislocating his ankle. And and we had, on our show, we had the uh, the nice talk with an interview with, with, his with doctor. Uh, Dr. Yes. Stuart Love, yeah. who told the whole story about how they... Put Tony back together again, <laughs> and and I'm still mind boggled by the pain that this guy must have done. Even when he reached down and popped it, and popped back, it back in, yeah,
2: oh. and it's how
1: it's like a the fo- instinct a to football do Football player, does. Oh, yeah, Bob. <laughs> I just want to note, in case I don't know if you know this or not, or if you remember this. I just want to note that your round of the year or, or day performance of the year being the opening round at Augusta. Is that back to back years? Yes. Because you and I both picked Charlie Hoffman as the round of the year last year with that opening round where he blew the field (laughs) away, the opening round at Augusta, and the hardest day that you and I have ever seen at Augusta. We both said it's the hardest day we've ever seen. And Bob and I, you know, I've been to 15, 17 masters. I know Bob's been to like 25, 30. So, you know, collectively we're close to 50 masters combined. And that's the hardest day we saw 68 at 68
3: from Tony Finau. It was, that was as impressive. good two as probably Two years Charlie in a row, Hoffman. opening yeah.
1: round of match. So Jot it down for next year's year in review. Okay, someone on the it. opening round. <laughs> that's right.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: What about you? Um, for me, guys, I-, I took two different approaches. I got like a performance of a week, what someone did over a week, and what someone did uh, in a day. A- and for me, the-, the day performance is Molinari on Sunday yeah. at the Open Championship. Brilliant. And... To be able to, you know, okay, I, I want to put, to put this in perspective. So he's trending in this direction in the sense that for the first time ever in his career, he goes to a major championship and on both sides of the pond, he is listed as one of the favorites. Okay. He might not be uh, Tiger Woods, Rory McEl- McElroy, Dustin Johnson, bookie favorite money, but I mean, every golf analyst on the planet, every golf journalist on the planet, every golf fan almost on the planet has Molinari as a, as a legitimate favorite heading into a first major, okay? He's coming off big wins in his career. He's playing on a Sunday with Tiger Woods in a major, inside the ropes with Tiger Woods on a Sunday. That alone, we've seen guys crumble in that environment so often, right? And to see him perform at that level, to go bogey-free, 69, with all those things in the mix. Never mind that you're probably on the toughest Lynx golf course in the world for championship links golf course in the world. Bogey-free Carnoustie on a Tuesday with your buddy in a $5 Nassau off the Whites is almost impossible, okay? <laughs> Bogey-free in what I just described on a Sunday at the Open Championship to me, guys, that is the day, the round of the year. Yeah. And it will probably go overlooked because it's his name is Molinari and his name isn't, you know, Tiger or DJ. And there's not a lot of 400-yard drives and there's not a lot of shots that you go, man, I never thought I'd see that. But in terms of just, wow, that is the, the most solid you're going to see inside the ropes in the calendar year when all the chips are down. That's got to be it for me.
2: Yeah, it, it was it was certainly fun to watch, especially the way Carnousi was – just, just how dry it was, how, how dry oh. the fairways were. It, it was, it, you know, it'd be easy to make bogey just from getting a bad bounce. And Molinari was, was dominant in his uh, bogey-free uh, weekend. One other uh, single performance of the year uh, in terms of week, uh, I should say, uh, Webb Simpson.
1: Well, that's where I was just going. Oh, I was go. just
2: going with my second.
1: And I was going to go, I've got back-to-back plotters for you, in there a you sense. Go. I was going to say performance of the year, if you asked me to pick somebody skulls for a week, that right. was my day. My week? performance here is a very boring uh, plotting <laughs> outputting uh you know saying hey I don't need the anchored putter I can I can get rid of the belly putter I'm yeah. gonna go to this arm lock that you've told me now is legal which I'm sure they'll find a way to ban down the road of if course. somebody wins a major with one uh, Webb Simpson 66 63 68 and then I kind of uh I'm kind of winning this in a in a parade on Sunday 73 it was over by the time we got to Sunday Webb Simpson made everything and dominated the Players' Championship. And a bit of a surprise, but good for Webb. And, hey, made the Ryder Cup. What a comeback year for Webb Simpson. And maybe that will tease our next
3: segment. <laughs> because Whoa, is he
1: your comeback player of the year? Is he? question mark? Or mm. do we all have the same guy and it will be the most boring segment of <laughs> Golf Talk Canada in the year that 2018? I will talk it next. Comeback player of the year. This
0: is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit playgolfmyrtlebeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we hand out the hardware here on our Year in Review Special Part 3 as we are picking the moments of the year, the disappointments, the surprises. We're going to get the winner's weird and what of 2018 as well as predictions later on in the show. Uh, always my favorite part is the winner's weird and what and the predictions. I, I love to see where our minds are going. Um, and I don't have a lot of crazy ones, but I will have one that surprises you guys. Ooh. I promise. I will surprise you in my predictions for 2019. But we're at... Comeback Player of the Year. And before the break, I tease that, you know, I kind of think, I, I really thought we'd go around the horn here. This could be the shortest segment of the year uh, with one name. Uh, two it's, minutes
2: long, Tiger, Tiger, per, it's Tiger. It's pretty
1: obvious, up. but uh, we're going to start with Bob. And uh, Bob has suggested off, Mike, has hinted to us in the break that he might take us in a different direction. Oh. Bob, Comeback of the Year.
3: All right, I'm going to avoid the obvious. I'll le- let you guys <laughs> tee that one up. I'll give you two names. Two biggest comeback players of the year. Number one. Bubba Watson. Oh, yes. Wow. I mean, when you look what he did in 2017, he missed the cut in 14 of 22 starts. This year he comes out and he wins three times. I uh, made the cut in 19. He went from $1.2 million in earnings to 5.7. He fell as low as 117th in the official world golf ranking. Right now, as we're recording this, he's 14th. So that was my number one guy, which is a, a, a big story, I think. And and the it's second, hard
1: to argue with that. Like oh, yeah. It you know, is hard. And, and statistically, it's brilliant. And right? I
3: think a lot of us look at, the reason for that was probably that change in that golf ball. He 100%. went away from that Volvic golf ball totally. to the Titleist golf ball, and I'm not going to promote or discount any well, product or whatever. You're talking something
1: technical. You're talking about a ball that doesn't a spin. For, for Bubba sp- Watson,
3: it was not a good choice right. to make the ball. It's too so soft got and out of the spins deal too and, much. Yeah, got him. out of the deal and, yeah. and seems to be coming back. The other guy who was probably a little less obvious to me uh, was the guy who won the BMW Championship, Keegan Bradley. Mm. And, oh, huge and one. And Keegan Bradley has been as low as 110th in the world rankings in the last two years. It was interesting. He had a really good Canadian Open, RBC Canadian Open. He had Scotty Vale uh, on the bag, who was won the RBC Canadian Open before, of course, our Canadian guy. And he came back, Bradley came back up after one particular round and said, uh, after the last round, I guess it was, he said that was the best he had putt since he was forced to get rid of his long putter. And so right there, I kind of knew, okay, this guy's probably going to start trending a little bit. And since really, since that time, maybe a couple of weeks before that, He's really started to play some good golf, and it's nice to see because Bradley's a pretty decent guy.
1: I, I hard to disagree with either of those. We were waiting forever in a day for Keegan Bradley to come back, and and like the previous segment, Bob talking about Webb Simpson kind of finally getting over the hump of of, of mm-hmm. losing the anchored putter and, and kind of being a guy that was a belly putter guy and w- waved the flag. I don't know. If, I don't know if there was anybody more affected than Keegan Bradley. By that anchoring band, and and to see him come back, I, I think Carl, the,
3: Carl Peterson maybe probably, the. Yeah, only maybe guy. Maybe. Yeah, maybe
1: those are I think uh, those are are our, um, our brilliant picks in a category that you, where you could qu- quite obviously go somewhere else. Scully.
2: Yeah, obviously I, I have I have the big cat at number one, and I'll, I'll get back to him in a little bit. But uh, to go on what you were saying, Bob and Baba, I had him on my list as well. You know, the three wins, Genesis Match Play, <clears throat> and the Travelers Championship. He got over his mysterious flu or whatever yeah. sickness he had. He never told
3: us what that was. Yeah. never said
2: what it was. He just looked so frail and it just looked like there was nothing to him. And, you know, obviously he's put the weight back on and and, and look, just looks a lot better as, as a human being, which is great. And, you know, going into the Masters, he was one of the favorites because he's won there twice. And, and he finished tied for fifth at the Masters this year. That's so right. he had a good uh, showing. Uh, we mentioned in the last segment, Webb Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he goes, he goes and wins the Players Championship in brilliant fashion. But he had nine top tens, eleventh in the FedEx Cup, and a very strong Ryder Cup. He was one of the he's one of the U.S. Uh, you know the, their their bright spots on that team. And that putter has been a revelation for him. You know the way he, as Mark as you said, he's uh, against the arm. He's got mm-hmm. the clock still we've going. have seen a
1: lot a lot of guys. You know, David Hearn tried that for a, a, a while, and there's been guys going there. But it seems that Webb has found. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau has had great yeah. success with that putting style, uh, but you're right, Scully. Like Webb seems to be the guy that's really kind of thrived, him and Bryson, with that putting style.
2: Yeah, and then, of course, there is the one and only Tiger Woods, yeah. who, for obvious reasons, seven top tens, two top sixes in majors to go from lying on his couch not thinking he'd ever play uh, golf again to... 13th in the world as we we're recording, over $5 million made uh, this year, nearly winning the FedEx Cup, which was just one shot, one Amazing. shot, Amazing. one shot for winning, for winning the FedEx Cup as Cup well in as his, a tour his, his comeback, uh, which might be a flaw in the system, maybe. Well, but, you know, <laughs> it, it, just a just a, a remarkable year. Uh, and, and to nearly, you know, to nearly win two majors as a 42-year-old in general is pretty darn special, but to do it uh, from what he's gone through is, is just spectacular. Uh,
1: you know, obviously that's my comeback player of the year, uh, and you guys have kind of hit the head on, on all of them. It, you know, if it's not, in my mind, if the, if the comeback player of the year is not Tiger Woods, which in my mind it is, we already outlined last December, you know, outside the top 1,000 in the world, now 13th, a guy that we never thought would play golf maybe again. I think it's the greatest comeback in sports history. I've already said that multiple times. So he's obviously my comeback player of the year. The only golf he was playing was Tiger Woods Golf on Xbox. (laughs) And now, you know, now he's knocking on the door. And and I love Paul Azinger's line, which was, be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. And he's talking to the kids, talking to the 20-somethings, because in 2019, you might just get it. Uh, if it's not Tiger Woods, if you remove him from the equation, I think you guys it would you'd get into a debate whether you know Bubba Watson and uh, Webb Simpson. Who was your second one there, Bob? You Bubba Watson. And who was the other one? Keegan. Keegan. Thank you. I think those are the three players. Then that you throw into the mix outside of Tiger, where the conversation kind of evolves around Bubba, Keegan, Webb. Uh, I'll throw another name at you, and it's not really a comeback because he really didn't go anywhere but it's kind of a mini it's a bit of a mini comeback because jason day did not have the yeah. 2017 he wanted or the jason or the 2017 we expected and i still expected a bigger 2018 from jason day than what we got but he got a two-time winner this year, guys. A two-time winner. And Jason Day, uh, best putter on the PGA Tour. And kind of back to relevance again. Uh, back to being in and around the top ten in the world, depending on what time you're listening to this uh, radio broadcast. He's hovering around the ten spot as we speak. So Jason Day, back to being one of the game's best players. And I think that, that's a bit of a mini comeback. I'll throw this back to you guys. Mm-hmm. We're sitting here, and not to, I don't want to spoil anything here later on in the show. But if we're sitting here 12 months from now having the same conversation, who is the comeback player of the year in 2018? Because I'll tell you who I think it is right now. And it's a guy, another guy who was affected by the anchored putting ban, Mm. another guy that when he said to, got it out of his head and said, I'm not going to let this get to me, I'm not going to let a quarter of an inch change the remainder of my career because that's what we're talking about here with this anchoring band we went three years arguing about this with the usga and the rna like i'll do a whole hour ripping them on this we went three years dominating news articles dominating tv dominating radio anchored band debate 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 when we're talking about a quarter of an inch because you're allowed to graze yourself, you're allowed to touch yourself, as long as it's accidental, normal contact, everything's fine. We see Scott McCarran, Bernard Longer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> what you can't do is cement it in there, plant it, and and really anchor that thing. Well, nowhere were we ever really talking about the reality of this with the three three years leading up to it. We overblown it up. And now Adam Scott has figured this out. Adam Scott has figured out I can be, you know, kind of quarter of an inch off my chest and allow for incidental contact and look, oh, I almost won the PGA Championship. Oh, and look, I was relevant in the playoffs and, oh, I'm the comeback player of 2019.
2: Hmm. Interesting. I'll go with, you know, especially with how disappointing... The year was in 2018 for this guy, Jordan Spieth. You, you got to think at some point he's, he's bound to break out and win again. He hasn't won since that Open Championship, winning the Cleric Jug uh, in 2017. Uh, he's a guy that I'm certainly looking for. But, you know, one one more looking back at this past year. It was still a comeback for Phil Mickelson, you know, coming back to win in Mexico his first in five years. Uh, he didn't make the Tour champ. He was the only U.S. player to not make the Tour Championship before the President's Cup in 2017. He finished 21st in the FedEx Cup rankings this year. But Jordan Spieth is my guy who I'm looking at. Who you think next year gets this hardware. Bob? Uh,
3: You know, I I think that the guy you're going to look at is going to be a Canadian. It's going to be Mackenzie Hughes. Oh, I love that. I think Mack Hughes is going to have an outstanding year after coming off the year, rookie year where he won. Uh, This last year wasn't that great, but I think this coming year now he's got things sorted out. He knows where he wants to be with his golf game. I'm looking for him to really uh, show us a few things out there on the golf course because he's too good a player to play the way he did this past season.
1: We just have too many good Canadians, period, and I agree. He's one of them. Like we can't be sitting here next year with this same conversation, right? We're going to be talking about wins for the red and white. We've got to. So hopefully that uh, translates and then comes to fruition. On the other side, we're going to talk about breakout player of the year. This could go a few different ways. There's a couple obvious picks in in my mind. There was also some young players that really stood up and kind of waved their flag and. Maybe they didn't have enough to call them breakout, but certainly set them up for what might be a brilliant 2019. This is our Year in Review, Part 3 on GTC.
0: This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit playgolfmyrtlebeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Don't wait to play one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Pay $500 towards your 2019 membership and play the rest of 2018 for free. Visit CedarBrayGolfClub.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome
1: back to Golf Talk, Hannah, as we start to unwind our final Year in Review special, Part 3 of 3. Coming up to some of my favorite segments, our Winner's Weird and What of the Year, our Predictions of the Year... Uh, how insane are the predictions? I can't wait for Scully's. Scully goes completely <laughs> oh, yeah. off the wall. Yeah. He not only tells you like crazy stuff that's going to happen, but he gets very specific. So-and-so will win the Masters in yellow socks. Yeah. Like the yellow and socks. And it's mark. seven
2: fairways yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: you know, it's like he turns it into baseball.
0: <laughs> that's uh, right.
1: and he is uh, nine and eight uh against <laughs> left-handed twang. batters with a hangnail on his non-throwing <laughs> arm. Like, hello. I don't know where he comes up with this stuff. Anyway, Breakout Player of the Year, guys. I'm curious to where you went with this. Um, I'll kick us off with Breakout Player of the Year. And the reason I'll kick us off is because I was toying between two guys. And the reason I'm going to go is because the Azuri needs to stick together. Uh. And with all due respect to, you know, Bryson DeChambeau, which for me was the other guy I was touring with. A winner on the PGA Tour. I, I called his win at the John Deere a year ago. Obviously, this guy is trending in the right direction. Now, wins three times this year. A huge playoff for Bryson DeChambeau. Plays the Ryder Cup. It's a huge breakout year for Bryson DeChambeau. But arguably, and I said this in previous year in, in review specials, if you took a snapshot of the golfing season from a global perspective, uh, Francesco Molinari is much closer to Brooks Kepka than what we look at in a North American lens as player of the year. Uh, yes, he was uh, played on Ryder Cups before. By the way, completely unsuccessful in previous Ryder Cups. You know, Not registering points, getting mm-hmm. shell-shocked, getting run over in Ryder Cups. Yes, a winner on the European Tour, kind of in the darkness almost, really with not a lot of hoopla around him. This year, wins on the U.S., uh, tour, wins on the European Tour, not only winning there, winning their Players' Championship, the BMW Championship A major championship, but that performance On Sunday with Tiger, 5-0 In the Ryder Cup, Mollywood Francesco Molinari Is within maybe one victory On the PGA Tour, maybe One victory away on the PGA Tour From really giving Brooks Kepka a run For his money a Player of the Year, and for me A global perspective, much closer Guys, he's my Breakout Player of the Year And also from a star perspective, how much does the golf world after, like let's call it the Ricky Fowler effect, okay? How much does the golf world love Francesco Molinari after this year's Ryder Cup and after 2018 compared to where we were a year ago? When you talk about stars in the game and stories and things that were fun to watch and fun to talk about, this guy came from nowhere to be one of the big brands in 2018.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was you know just so much fun to watch, and, and even to watch him on the golf course, he's so stoic. He doesn't really show much emotion. And then the, in the Ryder Cup, we saw you know some more fist pumps. But the, but the most emotion we saw out of Francesco Molinari was when he clinched that final point when when Phil Mickelson, surprise, ducked it into the water on that par three, and Molinari jumped into the crowd like yeah. like a Lambo yeah. leap almost, and just got beer uh, beer dumped all over him. But uh, is that know, the most fitting? moment Ab- of the year for him to clinch the point for him absolutely him to be the clincher is that absolutely. the most absolutely. fitting him moment to
3: clinch it and against the big dog one of the big dogs yeah. from the US side i think for sure
2: yeah and, and even, even to go and he wanted quick and loans and he won a dominant fashion too uh, on that sunday he was uh, he was spectacular but uh, he is he your breakout player of the 100%, year? 100%. 100%. It, it, who who were you debating at
1: any point did you go i have to give the hardware to bryson the on this no
2: no so uh, so francesco was was one for sure uh, bryson was uh, two and barely for me uh, with three wins uh, nine top tens leading the FedEx Cup going into the Tour Championship uh, you know a pretty pretty dominant year for him um, you know especially after all the putting uh Uh, issues and and, and different uh, types of putting he's tried he tried the side saddle briefly and even for Bryson after the meltdown at the at the Open Championship on the range he looked like he was close to tears and throwing (laughs) clubs and throwing his hat and just not looking very happy but you know good for Bryson and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do as well in 2019 Uh, and hard to hard to ignore Tony Finau here as a comeback breakout player I should say 11 top 10 finishes. Yeah. And a top five machine at, at big events like majors as
1: well, right? Pr- pretty, Inside yeah.
2: the top 10 of three of the first four majors. Which, so is, which is insane. And making 10 birdies with uh, with uh, Captain Jim Furyk watching with the PGA Championship. And the Ryder Cup, he was pretty solid as well. Especially beating Tommy Fleetwood 6-4 and four on that Sunday. And Fleetwood was obviously a part of that. Molly Wood and, and uh, also... Tony Fino making five point six million dollars, not bad. Uh,
3: I'll give you a couple different names uh, as I have been doing here today. I guess I've been trying to avoid the obvious ones. So, but I think Tommy Fleetwood deserves a nod in this in this area because I think even though as good a player as he was, I think he stepped up to the forefront. Certainly in North America, Uh, his great final round sixty three at the U.S. Open this year, almost winning the tournament. Well. Sitting in the locker room having cooled out and had a shower and having a three course meal before the yeah, other guys a couple pints finished and, yeah. exactly. I think I think deserves some attention. And I think he played a really cool schedule. And another name that is off the charts a little bit because what he did, he kind of came out of nowhere very early in the season and kind of backed off a little bit. But I think it, it, he put himself on the map and that's Shabankar Sharma oh, from, yeah. from India. Yeah. He called, Won two turn two times early on in the European tour schedule. Um, got to play in, in, in most of the majors and was kind of a cool story in the fact that we don't think of India, of course, as a big place for, for golf. But Shabankar Sharma got himself up on the world rankings, played some good golf. And I think it's going to be interesting to see if he can carry any kind of that momentum that he had early last year into the new year.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, just want to make a, a quick note here, guys. Um... That that that's kind of a, a, a weird one. Uh, just some a couple things we've neglected. You know, was it you know they go back at the end of I think it's uh, part of the interruption with corrections.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> yeah.
1: golf talk Canada corrections. Not that they're corrections, but oversights. Oh. And I agree with Bob by the way. Like uh, Shabanker Sharma. That like Trish. I remember the first couple of radio broadcasts of the year. I, we couldn't get the name out. Yeah. we could yeah, like I pronounce it? Oh, it was unbelievable. We have a we have a we have a, a blooper reel just on my colleague Fred <laughs> Albers trying to say Shabankar <laughs> Sharma for the first two weeks of the year. It was it's absolutely classic, but uh, we uh, comeback player of the year, which we just went over in the last segment. No one mentioned Paul Casey. should give a nod to Paul Casey, because Rob and I have been calling for a Paul Casey win for a long time. It came this year. He made it to the Ryder Cup. He was successful. I think that's a comeback that maybe uh, we didn't give enough credit to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Breakout standpoint, uh, it was only a victory, but look out for Aaron Wise. I think that's a great young talent and look out for a breakout, maybe a bigger breakout next year. Uh, and you know what a name that is very funny that has only come up for a very brief moment in almost three full episodes. We only have a couple of segments left here guys in our year in review special that we're going to get that we're getting to here. But a name that has barely come up who won I think was he a three-time winner this year or a two-time winner? Justin Thomas. Yeah. Justin Thomas. He won two or three in uh 17 18. Can't recall off the top of my head. I think it's three. A three-time right. winner. So, we talked about all these multiple winners. We talked, you know, obviously, we've talked about DJ, we've talked about Francesco, we've talked about Bryson, we've talked about Brooks Kepka. They've been at the top or near the top of all these categories we're discuss discussing. And when we talk about when I ream on Ma- McElroy and when I ream on Spieth and and maybe how the bar should be higher for them than it is for others because they're so talented. Maybe Justin Thomas has certainly now entered that category, guys, because mm-hmm. he has had three wins this year. Okay, uh, and had by the way a brilliant Ryder Cup. The only American to pack his golf clubs to go to France. <laughs> Everybody else <laughs> yeah. left him at the Tour Championship. Uh, is this why? Why is that, Scully? Why? Why Justin Thomas? doesn't get the love that the other best players in the world get when he actually had the best year out of all of them.
2: Yeah, it's it's funny to think, you know, and he was the world number one for a brief amount of time. Uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, he does have his major championship. I don't know.
3: Kind of, kind of what he did last, the year before, was so good that yeah, maybe, you know, they were five wins so much. In the, PGA the bar goes up too bar, high, right, so I, yeah. You say he wins three times. Most guys, that's a great career for Justin Thomas. They're saying, oh, man, come on, can't you get five again? Now,
2: mm-hmm. now before we go to break, I, I have one final uh, breakout He's not a player of the year, but a, just a, a good thing for the game of golf, and that is Connor Moore from Golf Channel with his impressions. He is my breakout media star of the year. Uh, mine's Adam Scully.
1: <laughs> mine's Adam That's Scully great.
2: for carrying and Bob, and, and mine's uh, you-know-what,
1: while we were flying coast-to-coast coast uh, around the globe. Well, mine's I, Adam Scully. I
2: appreciate that, Mark, really. But but Connor Moore, was, his sketches are hilarious. We, we aired a few of them uh, on Golf Talk throughout uh, throughout the year. Uh, Dustin Johnson loved his impression as uh, Golf Talk uh, social media guru Chris McKee was, uh, he asked that question at the Canadian Open. Uh, he's, I'm looking forward to seeing what's next to come for Conmore in 2019.
1: I am as well. And before we go to break, to pick up on some of the items that Bob has discussed over the last few shows and as well the last couple of months on Golf Talk Canada, Uh, comeback club or breakout club of the year is uh, Justin Rose's putter. Justin (laughs) Rose's putter is the breakout (laughs) club of the year. Where have you been for this wonderful (laughs) career while you showed up in 2018? On the other side, it is the winner's weird and what of 2018.
0: This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Don't wait to play one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Pay $500 towards your 2019 membership and play the rest of 2018 for free. Visit CedarBrayGolfClub.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and New Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to Golf Dog Canada, Year in Review Special, Part 3 of 3 as we wrap up the year that is 2018. Coming up next, we've got predictions. You know how much I love the predictions portion of the show, but we've got to do... Are winners weird and what of the year of 2018? And uh, I'm going to pick up a little bit of, of kind of Bob's uh, uh, theory on this. I'm going to try to go a little off the board because there's some real obvious ones of you know Tigers' comeback being a winner and you know his moment on Sunday at at uh, East Lake and Brook on Canadian soil. Like these are obvious moments that we set off the top of the show that are absolutely fantastic. But I think when we look back maybe a year from now at something that. Might have gone overlook my winner guys is going to be the pga tour schedule nice uh yeah there are going to be some uh some losses that i've already outlined no bridgestone no congressional Uh, PGA of America and the Canadian Open are going to have to look at some different uh, courses that maybe they can't go to anymore that they used to go to. Uh, But there are way more victories here in the PGA Tour schedule than there is losses. And I think as golf fans around the globe and media and for the health of the game in general, I think uh, the PGA Tour schedule might be a big underrated victory. Now, I'm not including the changes to the final round of the uh, Tour Championship and FedEx Cup in this. Because I think that's a whole other conversation. But just the way the schedule rolls out and the fact that we will have the uh, Players' Championship in March... The Masters in April, the PGA in May, the U.S. Open in June, the Open Championship being the oldest championship in the world of golf, being our final major. There's something charming about that. The FedEx Cup down from four events to three with no excuse now to skip any playoff event with there only being three. The fact that we're going to hand out the hardware before the other big four sports, the other big, you know, the basketball, hockey, football, et cetera, really kind of take focus in the North American landscape I think this is all a big victory. The time off that we actually get to take a breath and a breather before we then kickstart a season again. I think there's so many victories here. And, yes, there are some challenges. And, yes, there are some things we'll need to get used to. But to me, guys, that is my winner of 2018 because I think we don't know how good it is Until we get into it next summer. So I think that that might be a a bigger uh, surprise. A good surprise. Than we know that it actually is right now. My weird this year of 2018. Is the Jekyll and Hyde of Phil Mickelson. Now there's one thing I've always said. Is that the one thing about Phil that is predictable. Is that he's unpredictable. But this was beyond Mickelson-esque. With it's unpredictability. Look at the start of this year. Now, keep in mind, this is a guy that hasn't won in since 2013, but he came so close with uh, Henrik Stenson a few years back in the middle of this drought at, the, uh, at Royal uh, Troon, at the, at the Open Championship, right? It's not that Mickelson hasn't played well. He just hasn't won. But to start this year off... T3 at Safeway, T15 WGC, T5 Waste Management, t 2 T and Pebble Beach, T6 Genesis. By the way, those last three, three weeks in a row. Okay, he's relevant every week. He looks like he's going to win every week. He finally breaks through in Mexico with a giant victory in Mexico. He had one more top five for the remainder of the year. Mexico, guys, is February. So you're trying to tell me that Phil Mickelson had one, two, three, four, five top fives in a win, at in the start of February, and never had a top five again the remainder of the year? And you don't have to know, uh, you don't have to be a genius to figure out what happened at the Ryder Cup and the fact that he missed the Tour Championship. Like Jekyll and Hyde, he went from being a guy that was going to be—we were talking about him as a real relevant favorite at Augusta. We all sat around this table and said. He's in my top five picks at Augusta. And right now, I don't even know if, you know, if Mickelson will, uh, the next time he'll contend, if he'll ever contend. I have no idea. Absolutely bizarre, Mm -hmm. thus being my weird. And my what of the year is what happened at the Ryder Cup. All of it is ugly, (laughs) it's disgusting. Uh, the performance of the Team USA inside the ropes is some of the ugliest, most pathetic golf I've seen in years. We looked they looked like fifteen handicaps. Uh, the setup was what an amazing setup. So you could take the watts here and just do four hundred watts in terms of negatives. Mm-hmm. And poor. Uh, Patrick Reed inside the ropes off the golf course. You know what horrific uh, play? What horrific behavior? Where do they go from here? You know, what do they do from here? So the Ryder Cup, we can do a whole show on the Ryder Cup. But for me, the what of the year, because of all the what's, uh, good and bad, uh, is the Ryder Cup and the U.S. Ryder Cup team. What an absolute <laughs> disaster. Bob, winner's weird or <laughs> what? T is yours.
3: Wouldn't be it wouldn't be a winner's weird and what without a rant from Mark. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> it wouldn't. <laughs> That's amazing. What a way to end the year on that. Um, so I, I took a little different task. Obviously, again, as I've been saying throughout the show, my winner this year goes to the European Tour's social media department. Oh, I love it! Because those guys have just absolutely killed it when it comes to putting up great videos, great tweets, sending out wonderful—I th- mean, it's just amazing what these guys do. And they've actually been winning all sorts of awards over in uh, Europe for their for their for their work and stuff. And I mean, I think some of the ones this year where they gave. Um, they had uh, try to make a hole-in-one with 500 go- shots. Yes. Wasn't, wasn't it uh, Molinari? Yeah. Not Eduardo, <laughs> but uh, Francesco Molinari, wasn't it? I th- it might have been Eduardo. Might I'll, have been Eduardo. Right. It was, Edu- yeah. it was, yeah. Eduardo. It was try- Eduardo. It was Eduardo. was Eduardo. Yes. Eduardo trying to make uh, a hole-in-one with 500 shots. And you don't think 500 balls is all that much until you have to start hitting them yeah. and going on there. The bad coaching. The one oh, where the guys who had the. They were amazing. all mic'd up with Ian Poulter telling the guy to throw the club afterwards and Potter Harrington. Mollywood <laughs> in bed at the that's, end of the year. That's, that's, that's it. Mollywood in bed at the end of the year. I just think this is the greatest thing. Those guys have really. Done a good job at effectively drawing in younger mm-hmm. a younger demographic because of the fun they've had with this this kind it's of thing. It's a
1: modern day marketing one on one hundred one. If you want to learn branding to a younger audience with competing against somebody that you don't have the same budget as they do,
3: exactly, like, brilliant, right, Bob? Exactly, exactly right. So for my weird, I went back to... I, I looked through all the weirds that I had on the radio this year. And I <laughs> Something naked's coming yeah. <laughs> up. You know, I know, you know it's coming.
1: Is this the flagstick? Yeah, so yeah. my
3: greatest <laughs> my greatest one this year the, that I found was about the guy who was filmed having sex with the filmed? ninth hole yeah, oh. while pleasuring with himself the with the flagpole. That's yeah. <laughs> so yes. the actual description of it. Yes. Hopefully you don't mind it as much. Man who was filmed having sex with the ninth hole while pleasuring himself with the flagpole. Now, Steve Gaten was trying to complete the 18-hole golf course. Notice the man lying on the grass in the rain with his trousers down around his knees. And you can actually go on YouTube. You can find the clip, and you can have the guy. Uh, you can hear hear Steve talking about what happens out there. Bob, the
1: all I'm going to say is this. is If this guy has the capability of having sex with the ninth hole, he could also
3: be your winner of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's absolutely right. Anyway, I, I just couldn't let, that, no the comment. Year go, couldn't let the year go by without that. My what this year is what are we gonna what are we gonna see when the new rules of golf
1: ah. come into
3: effect starting January first? Because I think there's gonna be a really interesting transition. I think generally speaking, I think the rules are good in that fact that they simplify things for guys like us. Yes. You know, and, and uh-huh. it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I predict there will be some I probably use that in my predictions next. I predict there will be some interesting uh, situations on the PGA Tour and other professional golf circuits with the new rules and how they're brought into effect and how people apply them, uh, but that I, I think overall the rules of golf in 2019 will be better for most of us. Mm-hmm. They may be a little bit tougher to understand at first.
1: Before we get the Scully on this one, uh, Bob, by uh, I'll give you okay March first over under. Do we see a PGA Tour professional putt with the flagstick and before or after March first? Under or the over?
3: Uh, I'm gonna say. Under, under, beautiful skulls. Under. Off to you, winners, winner, under. what?
1: Under, we both, all three of us got the under.
2: So my winners mean what? <laughs> I, I have, I have to be honest here. Uh, we, we didn't discuss our three dub before this. No,
1: we, none of this. We didn't discuss any of these any three of shows.
2: So the funny thing is, I will show you my notes. The winner I had was also the European tour for the
3: social. <laughs> Great minds think alike. So,
2: so I've been trying to it's scramble so right, Scott,
3: a little bit. You don't bit.
1: have to scramble. Nope, go, nope, with nope, go with so. it. I wondered
3: why you were ignoring me. <laughs> you gotta
1: go, you I was know. looking into the sunset. What can I choose okay. now? <laughs> so, okay, you've but got no. the floor in prediction, so don't worry but, about it. But
2: <laughs> I, I must say, so to add to, to Bob's point, um, another great skit they did was before the Ryder Cup uh, with Rory and Ian Poulter and Stenson and Fleetwood they, to prank uh, Thomas Bjorn to try to... Uh, to try to bring some sort of, uh, oh yeah, like twenty thousand Cryo- dollar, yeah, yeah, cryogenic, cryogenic uh, yeah. bed. Yes. So yeah. I, I I have rejigged my three dub a little bit here. So my winner now this year it actually goes back to Phil Mickelson. You might think, why what? on earth is Phil Mickelson my yes. winner? It's because Phil Mickelson joined yes. Twitter. Yes. Well, done. along oh, the yeah. same path as social media too. So so Phil's been. I'll read a couple of his tweets. Uh, one uh, August twenty third. Who wears it better? When I cut my hair, I lost my powers. My hair is back, <laughs> and so is my game. It's, it's a picture with Phil and Pat Perez uh, side by side. Uh, and then there's another one as I scroll up here. Um, my game, my hair, my moves are flowing, spelled P-H, mm-hmm. into the weekend, feeling it, spelled P-H. And it's a gif of Phil doing the worm. Oh. In, his, in, in What about in, Phil's commercial? Phil's <laughs> commercial. That, that is uh, you know another social media, a very interesting move. Uh, but good for Phil because we're, we're getting into the mind, the crazy mind that is uh, Phil Mickelson. My weird this year, Sergio Garcia's 15.
1: Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yes. At yes.
2: Augusta. Yes. Sorry. Making, yeah, on the 15th hole, putting five balls into the water. Yes. That was unbelievable because he kept trying the same shot. Yeah. He, you know, it, he didn't try to alter, he didn't try to hit it long. He tried was hitting it, the same it, shot.
1: Was it beyond weird? What Do you think it was insulting? Do you think he, at some point, there was almost like a. Um, like I want out of here, you know. Like a give up on on national TV. Did you guys get that sensation at any point that it was a bit of a uh, an uncomfortable moment? Well, because t- it, of keep it keep so the same Tim Cup.
3: I mean, it's he is that kind of a guy. Sometimes, although we sort of thought he'd gotten past that right. in recent years, but yeah. yeah, there is some of that element. You know to what him. I'm saying? Yep.
1: Right? in retrospect, looking back at that, we're all horrific, going, "This is bizarre and weird." But now looking back at it, going. You know, did
2: you stop trying? Yeah, like right? eventually, wouldn't he just hit it, you know, 30 mean. feet long? and But his ball just kept zipping back the same way and uh, very uh, strange. So my what was originally going to be Phil joining Twitter. So I've now changed my what on the fly. right? And now this is what <laughs> a move for the Ryder Cup. 7,000 fans around the first tee. I thought that was spectacular. Stadium seating, baby. I'm curious to the average golfer, you know, the, the average, you know, 10, 15 handicap Could they make contact with a long iron with 7,000 people around? With I, I, don't, I, I don't know I one foot hay around you and yeah. a pond up the left side. I could
3: make contact. I don't know if I get it airborne.
2: <laughs> well, you know, airborne and forward would be, would be a bonus. Yeah. Hitting it on the club face would be a third bonus. Uh, but that was just awesome to see and and all that the, the chance and that uh, they did throughout those three nothing days. like
1: the Ryder Cup. And again, that's yeah. why it was my what as well, uh, Scully. You can put. You could just. We could sit here all day talking about what the great things were about the Ryder Cup yep. and what the most bizarre and ugly things were about. The Ryder Cup. On the other side, Scully will not have to rejig. It is our predictions <laughs> oh, yeah. a- uh, element of the show, our predictions segment. Scully will tee it off first. We will adapt to Scully. He is the Bring star up. of the predictions segment as we wrap up our year review specials right here on Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and New Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up our year review specials part three of three as we say goodbye to 2018. My favorite part of the show Uh, And sometimes we're miraculously accurate in some of these predictions, (laughs) which I always scratch my head, but so often we are so offside. In fact, I predicted Tiger Woods would retire in this Uh, show last year, and I've never been so happier to be wrong Mm -hmm. in my life. But the star of predictions, and who typically makes the most bravest, boldest moves, Bob, is our producer, Mr. Adam Scully, who, by the way, did a brilliant job, by the way, Uh, as always in 2018, but even beyond, above and beyond, picking up a lot of the slack. Co-host, host, host, Adam, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Brilliant, and uh, you know what? Oh, thank you. Big clap. (laughs) I'll hand off the baton to you. Go
2: inside the crystal ball, that is... Scully's 2019. Well, first of all, thank you for those kind words, and I'm looking forward to 2019 all uh, together when we can talk about if these predictions uh, actually uh, work out. Uh, I'm going to say, first of all, uh, I'm going to do my major championships last. I think Brooke Henderson's going to win four times this year, as I said uh, uh, four wins a num- for n- number Bruggles. of weeks ago, uh, live on, on Golf Talk Handle Radio. I, I really, And one of those will be a major uh, championship, and uh, after next year, we will call her the greatest Canadian golfer that has ever stepped foot on this mm-hmm. planet. I have, I have a big belief in her and, and her game and her, her, mental, her mental game and everything around her. Uh, she is just uh, spectacular. I think Mackenzie Hughes is going to win this year on tour uh, if he's not going to be tinkering around with a new swing uh, and, and he is going to get back uh, in the winner's circle. Now to the major championships, which I know you've all been waiting mm. for. <laughs> the Masters, the winner this year, in his last since 2012, this guy has gone T8, T25, T14, T2, T10, <laughs> T2, and T12 at the Masters. That man is Justin Rose.
1: I pick him every year to win, Augusta.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, he'll probably miss the cut by eight shots, but yeah. I, I think he's going to win. Uh, I've got a good feeling. I got a good feeling. Okay, thank you, about Justin <laughs> Rose. My PGA prediction is a little, uh, a little bold, given uh, the golf course that they're playing, and I'm picking Rory McIlroy to win. Ooh, I think to win he's on gonna, a
1: golf course, you need to keep it in the fair. I think he's going
2: to overpower it. I've got a feeling, and he's going to have one of those. He's going to have a phone call with Brad Faxon Wednesday night before, and his mm-hmm. putter is just going to be mm-hmm. uh, incredible. My U.S. Open. Uh, my champion is is a little off the radar, I guess you could say, and that is Xander Shoffley. Ah, I'm picking Xander to win... the breakout
1: for his first career major. major.
2: And so he's only played in two U.S. Opens, a T5 and a T6. Mm -hmm. So he's done well in the U.S. Open in the past. At at Aaron Hills, it was his real breakout party. Like, no one really knew who he was, and now he is who he is. So I'm picking Xander Shoffley to win uh, the U.S. Open this year. And finally... The final major of the year, Royal Port Rush, one of the best venues that we're ever going to see ha- hold an Open Championship, a very classic golf course, an old-school golf course. And that winner is going to be an old-school guy. He's going to be 43 years old at that point, and it's going to be Tiger Woods. Ooh. He is going yeah, to win baby. his 15th major of the year. I'm calling it now, and that win is going to move him to number one in... What I say? 15th major of the year. That will be yes. a good of his year. his career. It <laughs> <So laughs> <Yeah. laughs> will be a good year. Yes, that would be a great year. His 15th <laughs> he's going to win major. all the ones in on the Champions Tour, the <laughs> LPGA yeah. Tour. His 15th major of his career is going to be at the Open Championship. <laughs> and yeah. with that win, he's going to go to number one in the world. Ooh. Whoa, and the
1: cherry on top. Wow. But
2: Bob, at the end of the year, I will say, sorry, Bob, uh, Jason Day is going to be your world number one. Ah, okay, really? end
1: of the year. There you go. Oh, there you, go. There there you go. Those are good. I like bold. those predictions. Bob, Predictions?
3: Okay, let me give you a few uh, before I get to my majors. Okay. okay. So I didn't even do
1: all the majors, to be honest with you guys. Uh uh, You didn't? No, no, no. Just make them up then. I'm going to make make them up.
3: up. Okay. Uh, More than one Canadian will win. Not only on the PGA Tour, but also on the LPGA Tour. So in other words, it could be Adam Hadwin and Mackenzie Hughes could win on there. But on the LPGA Tour, there'll be another Canadian besides Brooke Henderson win. I won't say who it will be, because I'm not sure myself. But I think there's a couple on there that have a chance. We're starting to see strength in numbers in the ladies' game. We are. We are. And we got some some veterans like Elena Sharp making some swing changes that are Mm -hmm. taking hold. So I think we're going to see a a big year for Canadian golf. There will be a slow play penalty for a stroke that will be assessed on the PGA Tour this year.
2: Wow. All we right. just, we just saw stroke. it
3: happen on the Champions Tour uh, with Corey Pavin, who's not necessarily <laughs> noted as a slow player, right. by the way. Yeah. Uh, that will be, but I think you're finally going to see them start to crack down. I'm not sure who the first player is going to be, uh, but they'll be angry when that happens. Angry. Uh, a Canadian will be in contention <laughs> at the RBC Canadian Open. Okay. So I'm not gonna, They may win it. But, I don't but we know, have but something come to talk about it down the stretch at Hamel. Something yeah. will come down the stretch, though. No. Here's the one where I go out a little bit on limb. The international team will Whoa! win the President's Cup. <laughs> wow! Wow! That's the winner right Way there. out of the limb. Is that what you had <laughs> I'm well? not going, but you got to wait
1: to hear mine. Oh, my uh... goodness.
3: Okay, I'll leave it up to that. All right. here, wow. Here are my major winners for the year. The Masters. They will need an extra-long coat because the winner is going to be Tony Finau. Ooh. Nice. I like that one. PGA Championship. Where are they holding the PGA? At uh, Bethpage Black. At Bethpage Black. I think the winner is going to be a guy who uh, is a little unsuspecting for that tournament, but I'm going to pick Jason Day. Okay, Jason Day, okay. Jason Day is Best going to win the wins. U.S. Open because of his putting. The U.S. Open will be won. By Justin Rose, uh, Ooh, and the time. Open Championship. I'm going to write the storybook story and have Rory McIlroy list nice. to wow. home that's and, awesome. Uh, that'd be incredible out there. So that'd be good. So, Mark, there's mine uh, over to okay, you. Okay, well,
1: I, I we're a little pinched for time, so I'm, I'm going to skip doing all, all the majors. No, no, I'm going to skip doing all the majors. But I will say this: Tiger wins a major in 2019. Ooh. And it more than likely happens at the U.S. Open. I believe he wins the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. It's a short golf course by U.S. Open standards. He knows it inside out. No one's had more success out of this current crop of players in the world than at Pebble Beach than Tiger Woods. Tiger wins his 15th major at U.S. Open. Mm. Jordan Spieth completes the career Grand Slam, wow. and finally turns the corner here, and he just out putts the field at Bethpage. He can't overpower it. He's going to be all over the place, but it's going to be similar to when he won the Open Championship. He's going to just make it putts from 40 feet that look like he's pouring into a bathtub. Something's going to happen. Jordan Spieth will will. He will will the career Grand Slam in the first May edition of modern-day PGA Championships. Okay, I told you that I was going to surprise you (laughs) with my predictions for the year. The USGA will get it right at Pebble Beach. They will not sacrifice... The U.S.'s version of the old course of St. Andrews. It is sacrilegious to screw up Pebble Beach. We will go to what looks like a very traditional U.S. Open setup at Pebble Beach. They will justify this because Mike Davis can't tell you he's wrong. The Eagle will not allow you to tell he you tell you he's wrong. What he will say, it is a short enough golf course like Medina to let us go to a traditional setup. The rough will be back at Pebble. The goofiness will be out of Pebble. You will see a good setup and no crap. At the U.S. Open mm-hmm. with a Tiger victory. My other shock: the international team will win the <laughs> president's cup. Of us, all right! hey! <laughs> I <laughs> told you, numbers. I told you it was coming. <laughs> so I'm with Bob on that. I think they finally get over the hump, and uh, I won't go through the rest of the majors because we don't have time. I love uh, Justin Rose in the Masters. I always do, uh, but Week seeno will remain undefeated Ooh, yes. in 2019. Oh, oh, Weeksino, oh, oh, wow. again, <laughs> oh, wow. no one will take down, Bob and I. and recoil, at baby. We got to let go. We're running out of time. Golf Talk Channel Radio stays throughout the year. December 15th is our festivist special, Christmas, our year-in-review TV special. We're back live February 2nd for our Season 9 of radio and back for Season 5 of TV for the Players' Championship. You guys are the best. Can't do it without you. I work with the best people in the business. It's so much fun. Everybody enjoy your holidays. Enjoy your vacations. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at GolftalkCanada.ca.